Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at Surprise Stadium in Surprise, Arizona for the defending world champion Texas Rangers spring training. Say it again. What are they? The defending world champion. Ooh, you know what I can do if you want. We're live at spring training for the reigning Defending world champion Texas Rangers. Seems a little redundant to say Rainy and hey. defending. Can you just choose one and redo that again? No, I might hey. not be defending my title. We've never said that before. And we've never said that before on 105.3 The Fan. It was created way after the Cowboys won their Super Bowl. So we've never said it about the other team we cover here. That we play their That's the kind of drive-by that we play, I think makes people upset. <laughs> we play their games on the radio uh-huh. knowing they're never going to play in a All Super Bowl. Right. Okay, Mike. By the way, <laughs> I want to remind everyone. The Mike, they, have Mike aw- they have awesome spring breaks, though. <laughs> See, I think, <laughs> I, I think the way our liners are set up, we should do it differently. Mm, I'm going to try it. Here good. we go. Here We're, we're going to okay. try the Sonic one. Oh. Tell me if you think this would be more effective. Hey, Every time Mike drives you crazy, <laughs> try the new $1.99 crispy tender wraps for a limited time only at Sonic. Oh, you're mm. going to have a lot of tender wraps. Yes, you can. I think that's how we should set up more of our liners. All right. You want to talk about the serious thing baseball-wise to start this off? Sure, sure, right. sure. So we're at the stadium. We're in the radio booth right behind home plate and – the Texas Rangers right now, like literally right now, they are stenciling it onto the field for the game today. I'm not sure how many people know this, but Hector Ortiz, who was a Rangers coach, former MLB catcher, he passed away at the age of 54. He had cancer. And so what they're doing right now is they're putting a logo or kind of putting like a stencil that says Ortiz and his number on the field right next to the big T down the first baseline. And I just think that's uh, I think that's a really nice gesture that his family and loved ones will no doubt appreciate. Yeah, I'm sure it's a very tough time for them, obviously, you know, dying at a uh, a young age of 54 years old and. He's with the Rangers as a catcher uh, in 2002, 
and then pretty much from there um, went into coaching and as far as I can tell was with the Rangers pretty much after his career ended a little bit after 2002 uh, and was the first base coach um, I believe like a 2015 through 2018 I guess it says here I'm just looking 2015 through 2017 and 2018 he served as the bullpen coach so he was still part of the Rangers major league staff yeah. uh, then returned to first base coach of the Rangers for the 2019 season uh, so then he was the catching coach in 2020 so he had been also, I believe, a minor league coach with the Rangers from approximately 03 till 2015 when he became a major league coach with them. So he was part of the Rangers organization for two decades. Yeah. So this is a, a really tremendous loss and, and a tough one for the Texas Rangers family because uh, he wasn't a guy. I'm not saying it, if he was just here for three years, he's just here for three years. But this was a guy who had a lot of relationships uh, with current Texas Rangers and former Texas Rangers. Kevin, one of, this is one of the things I love about baseball and I really do love about the Rangers organization uh, is class and touch. Uh, yes. That they, they always seem to do things. You're like, man, that, that's a really nice gesture. There's just some class that goes along with it. And just the way the Rangers organization has functioned our entire life, I've felt, uh, is there's always been a lot of class that's gone along with it. And then Chris Young, I think, has continued to to carry that torch along with it. I don't know if you did notice on on the name O R Texas Rangers T I Z. Oh, okay. I did so not, they are I did not see that. The yeah. Rangers T is on, on that as well. So that's kind of a nice touch. Is uh, to and go it looks on. like his number four is going yeah. on now. That has to be like oddly. I would wonder if that you feel different pressure for that as opposed to just like putting the logo on. I know you do your job, yeah. but like. You know, I would feel like I was like, man, I want to make this really, really nice for, you know, yes. for everybody who lo knew him and loved him. Absolutely. And, but but I, I agree with you. And then, then another thing. As hard I, as Jake works on the on the in, the dirt here. You for know, sure. You feel like you're working twice as hard on that. Jake has spent the last 20 minutes just working on the first base <laughs> area where you have the cutout and then where the guys kind of take their lead and slash where the first baseman is stretching and standing on first base like if you're wondering, hey, how come Major League Fields look so nice? And I was watching the game on MLB Network last night as it was on a little bit of a delay. And, God, that field looks beautiful. How come my high school doesn't look that beautiful in the grass? <laughs> well, if you have a guy who spends 30 minutes a piece on each batter's box, then 30 minutes in front of the batter's box, then spends 20 minutes at first base manicuring the dirt there, you know, and then he's going to move on to other areas. If if you do have a person who shows up, yeah, at, sure, it could at, look that nice at eight a.m. to your school, and then starts working on the field until one p.m. every day, then you will have a field look that nice. Yes, absolutely. Now, I've been there's been a couple of topics. We've been lucky that we've had a bunch of content this week. There's been a couple of topics I wanted to get into. The last few days. The art of mastering not, a new pitch. Not yet. Not yet. I am really hopeful for noon. Are but you ready for that, if Mike? Rich Rice is like, you got Marcus Simeon at <laughs> oh, noon, well, no. you know exactly what's going to happen. What the past decade says about the Rangers prospects defending their world title, and also, could you hear that plane flying over <laughs> our head, is, all right, so I went through the last 10 years but only the last nine seasons, because I didn't include 2020 because, you know, 
What do you think is the average record for the defending world champion the season after? Um, 90 and 72 will be my guess. Uh, 89 and we're close. 73, 90 and 72 is going to be my guest as well. That (laughs) is correct. Oh, you sound like a good round number instead of thinking like 94 wins. You're just like, ah, 90 wins. No, I, I, that is, that is dead on. Well done fellas. 90 and 72. So the previous nine seasons, the defending champions average finish was second. In the division, which, you know, you feel pretty good about your mm-hmm. prospects of making the playoffs, if that's the case. Well, last year we finished second in the division. That's and we won the damn World Series. Whole that's a good point is With 90 wins and 72 losses. You know, <laughs> do you try to do that next year? You're man, 90 wins with four to go. You're like, just lose them all. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to get back we, to 90 we gotta and 72. Got to get into this road wild card situation again. And then they lose their first road game. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I don't know what to do. All right. Of the previous nine seasons, four went on to win their division the next season. Five of the nine made the playoffs, and four of the nine made it back to the league championship series. So although I realize there has not been a repeat champion in that run, you do see like four out of nine. So I told you, you know, you got about 45 percent chance of getting back to a league championship series this year, I feel like we'd all be like, yes. that sounds pretty damn good. This is going to be tough because this first three months of the season, you're really, to me, Corey, going to have to out-slug teams. I'm not saying your pitching's going to be bad, but when you look at it on paper, you go, all right, as long as Seager's healthy very quickly into the year, same with Josh Young, and you have a healthy offense – you might need to be a team that's maybe averaging top five runs scored in Major League Baseball to really put up a positive record. Are you feeling like your mindset is six four type wins or even higher? Like you're going to try and I feel like I would hope if a- you score six runs, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, but you're as you're kind of talking about pitching here. I'm wondering if. Is four is four good for for what we're looking at early in the year here? If our pitching staff as a whole is giving up four runs a game yeah. early in the season, I think I would. Okay, just I think with I think that. if your team ERA is four, let's say through April and May, I think you're going to have an over 500 record. I can't tell you if you're going to be 40 and 20 or not, yeah. but I would say if your ERA is four, because the other thing too is this was corrected last year, and I'm hoping it continues. You're not going to give up unearned runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there'll be every once in a while sure. you will, but it felt like in years past, okay, our ERA's four, but how many runs are we giving up? Because there seems to be a run or two on the board that was an unearned run. I keep putting, I put a lot of stock in when Bochi says things. I, I, I just, he's gained my should. trust. You know, he's gained yeah. all that trust for it. But when he said yesterday, and he said it last year too, multiple times, I'm trying to win today's game. Uh, and I'll worry about tomorrow's game tomorrow. That's where uh, that that part of it goes. You know what? I, I used everything I could to win yesterday's game, yeah. and I got what I got today. It might not be best interest for me to push everything, so we're going to do the best we can, and then we'll get to, you know, but he's always trying to win today's game, and, I, and this is a group of guys that can hit like that, Mike. They yeah. can hit and produce runs and manufacture runs. They don't have to bunt to get guys over, but they can put the ball in play and make things happen. Well, I was talking to one of the Rangers coaches. I don't want to because it was a I – don't, I, don't, I, I could probably say it and he'd be cool, but I'm just going to say I was talking to one of the Rangers coaches. Bogey. And 
it was kind of this. Look, it's the start of a new year. Are they thinking about the playoffs on on February 27th? No, not at all, or the 28th. Today I know it's the 29th. But they were saying, we were having this conversation, if they can make the playoffs and if they make the playoffs with a healthy Avaldi, a healthy Scherzer, and a healthy DeGrom, then teams will go, even if they just made it, right, they snuck in into yeah. the last wild card spot. Whether they won the division or not, if they can make it into the playoffs and they figured out a way in those last two months to have those three guys healthy and pitching well going into the playoffs, teams are going to look at it and go, son of a gun. Yeah. Maybe they're going to look at an April series or a July series and go, we had our Not chance relevant anymore. Yeah. to take that series from them, and they just snuck in, and now we know they have a devastating offense. We saw it win a World Series last year, and these sons of guns figured out a way how to make the playoffs, and now – these veteran guys who know how to pitch in the playoffs are there. And then, let's face it, Chris Young, I think, is going to go all in again if they have a chance. If you get to the All-Star break again next this upcoming season and they are lacking a starting pitcher, I do think Chris Young will do everything possible to use his farm system to go get another Jordan Montgomery, to go get maybe, a, you know, I don't know who the Max Scherzer would be on the market, but... Whoever it is, I do think Chris Young is going to try to beat the marketplace and add that guy to this team. Is there – I know pitching is always kind of the – you're, like, trying to find that all the time, and this team lacks it at the moment. Is there – do you see any other, like, hey, I want to add a power-hitting X to this team where you're like, no, I'm good with this roster? I think we're good because the – we talked about this way early in offseason, Kevin – is the only spot where you would feel like you could do that is maybe first base. Yeah. You have three all-stars in the infield. You have a super stud in Evan Carter. You have an all-star in right field in Adolis. You have a very good defensive center fielder, but then you have Wyatt Lankford, who's supposed to be kind of, I'm not saying this year, but projected to be kind of a guy who can hit 40 home runs, drive in 100-plus runs on a consistent basis. So outfield, you're kind of like, I don't really want to add to the outfield when I know I have this guy ready to, to help me very soon. So if you were to do it, I've brought this up. If you wanted to do it, and I don't know how much it would cost you, you could add Pete Alonzo because the Mets, if they're not in it, you could add a 50 home run guy from the right side. He probably will be available in trade. But is that the piece that you feel like really helps you in the playoffs, or would it be a starting pitcher yeah. who helps you? I'm just going to assume both. starting pitcher, I'll but we'll have to see how the season plays out for that to take place. And, Corey, I know it caught your eye the same as mine. Is first of all, the, the Ortiz down the uh, right, down the first baseline looks really nice, and now they're setting it up on the third baseline as well. So, again, I, I know in the grand scheme of things – You'd rather have your loved one back. But I, I, I do appreciate it. It's a nice little uh, gesture by the Texas Rangers. And then also, I wanted to throw this out there. When we were talking about defending your title, since the playoff field expanded to six teams per, um, uh, per league, is both defending champions have made the playoffs. So that is hopefully another potentially good sign. Well, and the Astros are always usually in the yes. ALCS or yes. the World Series. Hopefully it's it's not – they don't do that again this year. But, no like, when you said four out of nine, I'm like, well, the Astros are always yeah, making the is... playoffs every year. And then yeah, I guess and the since Braves – last year they always lose the ALCS. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Knuckleballs. <laughs> and you know what else? 
I haven't done this in a while. Snap! snap! You snapped on those Astros. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad you said it. That I way. really <laughs> thought he was going to say something else as well. That's what I said about the blower guy earlier. We're the can't. <laughs> We're the can't see masterpiece. Radio for all the family. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. How many dogs is too many dogs? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Played to this point, we're 3-0. We're going to find out a lot about ourselves today. And the ball is loose. It is jarred free and scooped up by Edger and Cooper. He's got a caravan down the sideline. Scoop and score for the Aggies. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We are live from Surprise here in Arizona. Want to thank very much the on-time experts as well as Best Buy, Windows, and Siding for help getting this trip going. Are you guys ready to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy? Five-time Super Bowl champions. Did you have that highlight played? because of your affinity for Texas A&M, Kevin? No. I mean, I do have that, but it's because of this story. Are you familiar with the player Edrin Cooper? He's actually come up quite a bit in terms of the Cowboys pre-draft discussions, but here's what's fascinated me and what I want to know from everybody. How many dogs... Are too many dogs, not hot dogs, as some people have speculated on the truckwreck.com text line. I'm going to have another hot dog today. Actual dogs that actually live where you live. How many dogs is too many? It matters if you're living on like a ranch. Let's say you just live in a neighborhood. Yeah. I think four. Two. I think three is enough. I'm not saying three is the right number, but I'm okay with you having three. I think when you get to four, I think that might be too much for just a, let's say, a 2,000-square-foot home in a neighborhood with a okay-sized backyard. Yeah, I feel like and also having a family kind of gives me the two because I got three kids running around that's like right. an extra dog. And I'm already <laughs> having to pick up dog toys out uh-huh. everywhere. So I guess if you're like a single person, four is, four is good. Four is fine. Okay. The linebacker for Texas A&M said he is the proud owner of six dogs. Okay. Wow. And one of the ways it sounds like he stays in shape is he takes them on walks in rotations. And so he doesn't try to – this is not like a – How does he have – how does he get to class? How does he get all his classwork done? That is a great Walking question. dogs and footballing all the time. He's probably well, studying. I would like to tell football. you that most colleges do the schoolwork for the athletes. What? 
Not all of them. Some of them. How dare you? Uh, six dogs. Student athlete. I. You know what, Kevin? I if if I was a single guy, I would be more than happy to have six dogs. Probably have a couple of uh, of rescues along with whatever. And I don't know exactly how I would measure it out, but you want to have those dogs have some companions and have some friends to hang out with, and that's going to be a good fun party around there. A lot of dog poop to pick up. That's that is true. Now we started to talk about this yesterday. We mentioned some of the bullet points from the. NFL PA player survey is the Dallas Cowboys went from third to 12th and that was the biggest drop of all the franchise report cards here is how it looks for the Cowboys they got an A minus treatment of families that's fourth in the league food and cafeteria as well as a nutritionist and dietitian B that's 11th. Oh. Locker room? Serving up a lot of pancakes and syrup, huh, Mike? Could be. Yeah, waffles, though. Waffles. As long as you That's put right. the peanut butter the on there, it makes it healthy. This morning, though. Remember, he had some French oh, toast sticks. Yeah, dude had French toast sticks and some sausage. <laughs> I was like, that's old school spring training breakfast right there. Locker room, A, second. Training room, C minus, 26th. Training staff, D plus. 30th and one of the things that came up in there is the belief that there is not enough of a training staff to meet the needs that the team has so there's no way the joneses agree with that though right do you know how big of a check they would write to hire more training staff we pay for the we pay for the most we pay for the best and the most it's the most amazing sentence that 95 percent of our audience believes he created the salary cap. He he was he was literally the leader of the owners who was like, we got to create a cap where you cannot spend the most money possible to to put yourself in the best position possible to win. And then he's like, guys, I wouldn't tell you the check I'd write, but I made a rule where you can't write a check. Well, okay, thanks a lot, Jerry. It might thanks, be, but people buy it, so. But Good the players apparently do not. They give ownership a B, which was 19th in the league. The weight room got an A, fifth. Strength coaches, B+, plus, which was 17th. We talked about it yesterday. The head coach got an A, which was ninth in the league. And team travel, C- minus for 22nd. That was an A, ninth in the league. Were there like A pluses? Eight, eight pluses? Yeah. And then I believe the owner for the Chiefs got an F minus from at least one person. Oh, because all the parking lots they're putting out there. Yeah, it's really funny that their new <laughs> Imagine Stadium is just more parking more, more, lots. Just, hey, just build more parking lots, man. So that's how they drop from third to twelfth. Now, now, let's talk about something more serious with the Dallas Cowboys, and we have been tracking this forever. Ever. Remember last week. We were talking about the saga of Alexander Davis and the will there be a paternity test or not after the hearing. Well, a Dallas County judge yesterday upheld the decision that Jerry Jones must take a paternity test to determine whether he is the biological father of the 27-year-old woman who sued him in 2022. Mm. That is per court documents. And you know how much I love flipping through these court documents. So... The decision was made by Judge Sandra Jackson. They had the hearing. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was last week. Is it in Dallas County? Uh, 
I mean, it I'm, is. Okay. It is in Dallas County. I was assuming Dallas either County. Dallas County or Tarrant County. I yes. was just assuming one or the other. It is in Dallas County. Mike's the court expert now. so That's true. That's a good point. Expert. I feel bad for those the people who have to type everything. The with, stenographer. Man, that's, that, that's a tough job. Is So this was originally ruled on de- December of 2022, the Jones family appeal. Just think about that. An appeal for this took from December of 22. Now we think we're going to get resolution in February of 24, but that doesn't even mention when the test is going to be set up. But I'll tell you one way or another, those test results will get leaked. I'm not saying they should. In fact, they probably should not, but... Those test results, if they do in fact take place, of, those will get leaked. It sounds like it's going to be public record. If you're getting this information from the Dallas Morning News because they're going to the courthouse, like I, that is I don't know, is, tr- is that, that public record? I don't believe, because I know obviously you can file a lot of things through Freedom of Information Act. I don't know if you can find out the results as opposed to knowing that the test has to take place. You okay. might. Yeah, you I, might. I, but I, I, I honestly... I don't recall that offhand, but that's worth noting. I mean, I, I know we talk about people's frustrations with Jerry Jones on the field, but this is, I don't know if it will be a distraction you, or not, but it's a you, thing that's happening. Do you buy that line of of this is great news for families out there everywhere yes. from her lawyer? Yes. You you really, you think that's, a, that's like the driving, there's a lot going in here, but that seems You're like You're about a, to ask a different question. I cannot tell you if this is the driving force. Gotcha. I do. I, I can't speak to that. I do think it's a good thing because I do not think that anybody should be held accountable to an NDA where they had no conceivable way of actually signing or understanding it. Because remember, this NDA was allegedly signed when she was one. Mm-hmm. I, I do not believe something that affects that person's life. They should have to follow an NDA from when they were one year old. And whenever that was signed, the person that delivered it uh, or asked for it to be sent uh, probably thought that it would just never come back. Yes. It would, you yes. Know, it's done. I'm done with it. Wash my hands. Let's move on. I, absolutely. So I, I can't I can't totally speak to the motivations, but I do think this is a good thing. Can I throw out a, a, sure. a fun a fun topic here, yes. Kevin? Yes. Well, let's move into the fun again. Uh, have you heard? I'm so I'm doing some. I'm watching some uh, combine guys right now. I'm watching some of the the guys for the NFL draft this year, and one of them that popped up today is Chop Robinson. Have you heard Chop Robinson? That's a neat name. You know what his he does nick- a morning show. His nickname is Pork Chop Robinson. I love it. And here's the story why. When I was born, and Kevin, you told uh, your your born weight and. Your sister's born weight. When I was born, I was 14 pounds. Good night. And my mom gave me the nickname Pork Chop right then. So he Holy is. Holy moly. <laughs> uh, Pork Chop is a, that's a fantastic nickname, though. Chop is, I mean, I, Choppy has a great nickname. That's his last name. 14 pounds. 14-pound baby coming out, man. That is meat. Oh, that poor lady. That is beefy. What do you mean? They have to push that out? Dude, that their so their bodies are built for it. I know they're built for. I don't know. If they're like, man, I was built for like their bodies, maybe nine to ten pounds. God right. put their bodies together. Uh, yeah, and said, hey, this is how we're gonna do this. Even if this one's fourteen pounds, man, that is a lot of baby. <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot, so Adam and Eve. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep, that is that is exactly exactly true, man. Who you know what, Alec? Well done by you. Well also, done, Alec, man. this is why you ask for some of the drops. You never know, you never know when they might come in handy. But good for Alec for having that ready to go. Now, I also wanted to throw this out there from Stephen Jones. We talk with Stephen Jones about this quite a bit because he is on the competition committee. He said that the conversation on a potential rule changing fumbling out of the end zone has died. And the rule change is not happening, at least in 2024. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. the support's just not there. Do you feel like most fans support changing that? Because the competition committee, they haven't been able to wrangle up the support. Yeah, and I guess I guess where it dies is trying to evaluate. This is very much very similar to a catch. Like trying to evaluate exactly what the the cause and or uh, reasoning was for the fumble. I, that's what they're trying to avoid is, hey, well, it went into the end zone. Where does it get spotted? I would say it gets spotted the last time it was in the hand of the player. And okay. wherever that was, it, obviously it didn't cross the goal line in the player's hand. Otherwise, it's a touchdown. So where was it in the player's hand last before it got fumbled? Now, then the question is, well, well who gets the ball? Well, obviously, because it went out of the back of the end zone feels like it should be uh, the other team's ball at that point because of those situations. So I, I I feel like there's a lot more that needs to be discussed there, and we had it happen too many times last year. Yeah. I feel like I saw it at least four times last year. And so and it really affects games. Like, it's massive to affect them. Or maybe the, the, the competition committee is just like, hey, hold on to the football, dummy, and you don't have to worry about it. Maybe that's the, the solution there. <laughs> I mean, and I think that is the counter argument, right? Well, they don't fumble the ball, especially yeah. when you know what the rule is. If you fumble it out of the end zone, then you lose the ball. It's it, but it's hard to teach guys, hey, don't extend for the touchdown when you're that close because we don't want to risk you losing the ball in that in that on that play. So it's a it's a real weird thing, and I wonder if Stephen Jones and the and that committee are more like it's less likely that it's going to happen this many times this year. And they're hoping it just kind of goes away for that. And then for people asking legal questions, we talked about it last week. For now, all we're saying is that Mike's case has been settled or a ruling was reached in Mike's case. And I think we're going to leave it at that for now. Coming up next, this should be a very fascinating segment. It's Tom from Mob Buddies and Idiot. Does your friend have a terrible sports or pop culture opinion? Plus, Mike Bassick is going back to the backfields where Andrew Heaney is going to be pitching. I think we're going to get some Evan Carter, Wyatt Langford going on there. So we're going to give you those live updates as well as my buddies and idiot. An action-packed segment coming at you next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. First down and 15. Here is Peterson with a first. Peterson, first down. Peterson. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown with the high step. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We are going to also try to make contact 
with Mike Bassick. Three, two, as one, contact. He, as he is out on the backfield, so just watch out. I believe he's going to be calling in, Alec, so be watching out for that. But also, in the meantime, it's time for my buddies and idiot, 877-881-1053. Does your friend have a terrible sports or pop culture opinion, or will they be bidding this evening to potentially irritate Adrian Peterson? All right. Huh? So, oh, my gosh. What is that? I, I have no clue what Yes, you do. We've been talking about this. Tell me. Tex-Mex Auctions has been running the Adrian Peterson auctions for, remember, there's a dispute, and Adrian Peterson's like, I didn't give authorization to any of this stuff being sold, and the auction site being like, hey, we came across it fair and square. So the auctions end this evening. I believe they end at like 7.20, which feels like an odd time for like a big established auction to be going off the board. But thus far, here are some of the highest bid items. Well, there's two items that are far and away higher than everything else. Adrian Peterson's 2007 Rookie of the Year trophy. That's lot 101A in your program. That's going for $10,600. That's it? The MVP. I feel like that's better than a rookie card. Uh, for sure. Like, I feel like a yeah. rookie tr- the, the Rookie of the Year hey, this trophy. This is 101 autograph, <laughs> and I'd be like, dope, this is 101 too. Yeah. Is the Tiffany trophy for the most valuable player in 2012. That's lot 1105 in your program. That is currently going for $15,600. There's my program. At? You should have got a program at the door. <laughs> is so all of these end at 720 tonight. They have other things like offensive player of the year award, his SB trophies, which he's got a few of those, his FedEx player of the year honors, he's got a couple of those as well. And then there's a whole bunch of other like not necessarily only related to Adrian Peterson things, but like maybe they were all his personal effects. But he has a ton of stuff on there, and this is going to sell for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and he's not super pleased about it. Do you bid on this knowing that it could be an amazing bit of history that you get or knowing that your next stop may be testifying in a court case where you're like, I don't know where it came from. Wow. I just bid it. I just bought it off the auction site. I mean, I'm bidding on stuff. I'm probably I'm probably bidding on it, not worrying about it. And how are they going to get it from What's me? your just real quick, what's your budget? Can you give me a budget? I can I can find fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna get that rookie of the year. Trophy. Uh, well, yeah, I can get you a whole whole lot of stuff. If you want a Detroit Lions helmet autographed by Matthew Stafford that Adrian Peterson has, only eighteen hundred dollars. A Joe Maurer autographed twins jersey, also eighteen hundred dollars. If you want this deal, this might be the deal for everybody. The custom made NFL Adrian Peterson alligator chair right now is available for the low, low price of $980. I don't want that. It says Adrian Peterson on it. It's got like Ruben wants it. I don't want an alligator chair. Does it have alligator heads as the armrests? No, it's like kind of the back. The, I, I think it's more the material, but then the back has like a cool little thing might on it. Feel, that might feel awesome to sit yeah. on. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that poor alligator. He's just sitting there, and you're, you have to you sit on him, and he's like, "Hey, can you like be, at least feed me some chickens or something if you're going to come over here?" All right, so you might not be in on that. What about this one? 
The double XL Versace zip front hoodie jacket right now. An astonishingly low high bid of $400 on that. I am wearing a Target brand zip front hoodie jacket right now uh-huh. that I got for at least $400. $30. <sighs> See, this is not most, that much more. At most $30. It's only $400. At least $14. So, Kevin, Versace. No, I don't need Versace, dude. I'm not a Versace guy. All That's not right. my thing. I'm not walking around going, okay. oh, please Look, give me that crushed velvet That's uh, fine. suit. You're probably not going to support this next one either. Eleven in, size eleven and a half, Christian Louis Vuitton dandelion glitter formal shoes, at the low Did you say low price. Dandelion? That's right, at the low low price of three hundred dollars. I can't I can't do any better than that. In fact, it'll probably when go will up. I ever wear those shoes? Well, with that attitude, nowhere. You dress Did for you the job you want. Dandelion sparkle shoes? Glitter. Glitter. Formal shoes. I'm never going to wear those shoes anywhere. Oh, really? You're not going to be at any fancy events I actually over am the next hosting. I'm emceeing an event uh, on Saturday. Uh, well, the, that there is, you go. That is the See? Uh, Bridgerton. I guess those would look really good. Alex what Wright. What size are they? The, uh, 11 and a half. Okay. All right. The auction ends tonight, and you could, I don't know. I think the auction is based in Houston. Mike is back. Did you forget your phone? No. Okay. What is the story? Well, Morning glory. they were doing defensive drills. Okay. And I didn't think that was going to be as fun to report <laughs> as like a pitcher throwing to a hitter. Agreed. It's the most ridiculous claim in the history of baseball. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you never know That's, when you're going to need these drops. Oh, no. So I asked. I was like, hey, when is the... The Fun pitcher's stuff. going to throw live to the hitters, and I think they said that's tomorrow. Oh, so the board no. was for tomorrow that I saw. So okay, they're so working on pop-up priorities. That's what that the outfielders. You're an idiot for reading the board incorrectly. No, I asked. Okay. I said, "Hey, does is Heaney throwing live on this field against?" And they said yes this morning in the clubhouse. I asked Ranger people. I didn't ask Andrew Heaney. He wasn't there yet. He wasn't getting dressed in front of our eyes. <laughs> that's, that's and then the and then the fantastic. infielders and the pitchers were working on pickoffs and rundowns. Okay. I don't know if this is something to talk about. Oh. I accidentally saw Nathan Evaldi's butt today. What? No, that is not we something were, to talk yeah, you're about. You're not supposed to say that. Yeah, you, you keep that to yourself. Yeah. Are you embarrassed? Yeah. They do. Have, I, they don't I, come. I to your point, we're just making it clear they do not come to the field in their uniform. <laughs> They do not get dressed at their apartment or their hotel. They actually come there in normal clothes, and then they get dressed. And then we have to go in there and interview people while they're changing, and it's just a little awkward sometimes. Not well, it's e- more awkward when you go on air and you're like, "Here's whose butt I yeah. saw." I was today. looking directly in Kirby yeah. Yates' eyes, and then some, there was movement over uh, the side. You're I kind of looked much. over there, and I just went, "Oh man!" You just have to turn your head. Like when it happens, like whoa, and then you turn your head. I, I did. It's kind of like yeah. your crack. I don't lay on your crack for a long time. Been, I just <laughs> see it, and then I get I get out of there, and I'm like, "Oh, I saw it. There it is." There's the non-underwear, Vegas, Corey. Remember but then in Vegas, like, I was telling you, Mike, look away about while I get out of yeah, this Yeah, and car. you did it, and so I looked away. To be fair, I don't want to see your crack, I appreciate but sometimes that. I do. Mike, I feel like you're oh, feeding I'm... into Corey's argument here, though, because you definitely talk about his crack on <laughs> air. Lot, I do, yeah. but I'm not. 
when I see it, I don't stare at it. It just is like, there's this staring. crack. And I then just... I turn my head. Yeah, and that's what... what you have to do. As a professional, you have to turn uh-huh. your head. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Kevin, it's not like during, the, during that conversation, uh-huh. I tapped you on the shoulder like, hey, look at that over there. You know, That would make me so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. if we're in the middle of interviewing Kirby and you're like, hey, Kevin, look. And then Kirby's like, what are you pointing at? And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I was dead right mm-hmm. now. Like, mm-hmm. that would be so freaking embarrassing. Now... Are the Carolina Panthers idiots because despite their robust two-win season, the Panthers are raising their ticket prices by an average of 4%. You are already out on their quarterback. Spud Webb? Yes. (laughs) And I was about to say, and I believe you have derogatory nicknames for him. That's a person. You you mean that derogatorily because they're short. Yeah. Do you not? Well, I'm stating out the factual statement of Bryce Young is a very short quarterback who probably won't succeed in this league because, one, he's too short to see over the linemen and see where his guys are actually getting open. So they're raising ticket prices. They should raise the height of his cleats. If they want to have lifts in his And not by 4%, by 4 inches. If they raise his cleats into 4 inches taller and they don't dig into the ground, then he will be the proper height to see over the lineman to throw the ball correctly to the receiver that is open. And then you will support his... Yeah, I wonder what forward. the illegal amount of cleat size you can have in there. It's like, why is mm-hmm. he doing that? Well, that's, that's he's four inches question. shorter than he should be at this position, so we're trying to help him out. This is fair from the two and four. It sounds like you all are on crack. That look, if you've heard this show, you're talking a lot faster on crack. And I feel that's like. true, like Bobby. Then the numbers say you guys have heard it. And we appreciate you guys are you very, very much. That Bobby's on crack. No, he just talks fast. Oh. Is was my point. If I they w- ever needed to do new micro machine commercials, I don't think they're coming <laughs> that out with those. Is true. Bobby should be the new micro machine talker guy. I want to take you to cut number two. Do you think this NHL ref? is an idiot for not realizing that he has a mic pack on and how that works. Hagel needed to find Nick Paul in the slot and he rips it past Sam Harrison. Me. Yeah, the officials clearly not aware that their mic is open. Now. <laughs> that is awesome. You hear the F me and then the immediate are we live or are we not live to which the announcers I thought did a really good job of bouncing off of that and being like well, the refs do not appear to know that we are live right now. So, yes, the F-bomb very clearly went through the airwaves. Does that constitute as being an idiot? Uh, yeah, be aware of your, of your microphone surroundings. Uh, that is one of the main things that they teach us in this industry. And I guess he's a ref, so does he, need, does he really uh, attune to that? Uh, but, yeah, man, you got to be aware of your mic. What's the first thing that guys say to their teammates when they're mic'd up? Hey, I'm mic'd up. Hey, I'm mic'd up. Exactly. They immediately let their teammates know, do not say anything stupid right now right? because I am mic'd up and it will or could be used. You could so. be talking about two players' wives that are in a fight because they don't like each other, and oh, then they're like, no. no, I'm mic'd up. I We do not need <laughs> – who, uh, this isn't going to go over the air, but we also don't need the people listening to this mic right now to know that this person's wife and that person's wife don't like each other, and they're in a squabble, and we're dealing with it as a team, and we don't want to deal with it because we would just like the wives to get along 
and it's just driving us insane I'm right now. I'm mic'd up right now. Don't talk about the hot rockets out there on the third baseline. You know, stuff like that. Were you ever in a scenario, not the hot rockets one, where wives were feuding on the 100%. team? 100%. I would say that happens on almost every team. In, I won't say every sport. Obviously, I didn't play in the other sports. But I would say, yes, there is always, like, it is great when the wives get along and the girlfriends get along. It is great because there can be drama throughout a six-month season when they are sitting in the stands a lot. And they also, and they sh- like, they hang, when you're on the road, they're kind of in a foreign city. They didn't grow up there. They're living there now because their husband is playing there. So, yeah, there is a lot that goes on to trying to make sure it's not really the player's responsibility, but maybe call them the veteran wives, the wives that have been around to make sure that everybody's getting along. Because the other thing, too, is that wife might feel disrespected, not her, but like, she wants her husband to have that job, that role, that okay, spot. Yeah. And so then that wife is over there and maybe, you know, not like outwardly, but feeling like she's cocky and she's like, my husband is this guy and that guy. And so you deal with stuff like that during a season. Interesting. Yeah. And I do also like how, how many wives with kids travel to a bunch of games? That's a not different many. story for a different day, though. Maybe later down the road. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.